All right, uh, turn to Romans chapter 10. We'll start off there. Romans chapter 10. And uh, read a few verses from there. Romans chapter 10. And I'll read verses 12 through 17. Romans 10, verses 12 through 17. All right, Romans 12. Romans 10, verses 12 through 17, say this. Romans 10, 12 says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's pray again. <laughs> Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, uh, we just uh, thank you, Lord, that you're always with us, watching over us taking care of us, leading, guiding us, uh, dear God, and have a plan uh, for our life and just a plan for, again, no matter what we face in life. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for our uh, young people. Lord, uh, think about Elizabeth playing tonight. Lord, thank you for Elizabeth and Emily and Zach and JP and PJ. And Lord, each one uh, Lord, of our young people in this church, we pray you'd bless them, Lord. We pray that each one knows the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal uh, Savior. We pray that each one, Lord, would seek your will for their life. And Lord, you'd uh, 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 break down strongholds of their life and build up hedges and protect them, uh, dear God, for the temptations of life uh, in the world and keep them close to you. And Lord, if you should tarry, dear God, that they would walk uh, before you all the days uh, of their life. Lord, we thank you for uh, each one that's faithful to be here tonight and those listening in. Lord, we thank you that Sister Allison's home. We continue to pray for her, pray for Isaiah, pray uh, for Brother McLean. Uh, just give guidance to the doctors there. We think of Sister Merrith. We think of Don. Uh, we think of Mike and continue to heal his arm and uh, Sister uh, Muxlow and just uh, each one, uh, Lord, with a spiritual need, physical need, other needs, dear God. Uh, please help them and bless them. And then, Lord, as we look at these uh, things tonight, uh, dear God, help us to be the best witness we can be for the Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. So uh, it says here in verse 14, and how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, of course, when you hear the word preacher, you think of a preacher, right? A pastor, a missionary, evangelist. But in one sense, right, we're all called to be preachers, right? We're all called to get out the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it quotes a verse here from the Old Testament in verse 13. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So, amen. Uh, I know you've got them covered up with shoes, but isn't that nice to know? Amen. Uh, you've got a beautiful Pete, the gospel of peace. So that is our job to get the gospel out. And so I was uh, thinking, uh, you know, uh, we just had the evangelization and then I, I get a blessing of people calling me, you know, Lester calling me, Ari calling me, maybe others uh, calling me about people that uh, they've had opportunity to talk to, opportunity to witness to. And, 
Uh, of course, uh, uh, people giving out tracks all the time. Matter of fact, when I went to turn on the lights this afternoon, uh, uh, the track rack was empty. I like that, and I, so I filled it uh, uh, back up. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen? Uh, get, get the seeds sown out there. So I wanted to look at some uh, thoughts tonight, or I don't know if we'll get it all done tonight, and so maybe get some class participation, uh, if you will, and uh, look at common excuses that people give for not believing the gospel. Common excuses people give for not, and verses you can use. And also I'd like to know maybe uh, you have verses that you already use when this arises. And then I, uh, we had these uh, back in one of the rooms. It's called Treasure Path to Soul Winners. So this is a nice little booklet that has uh, Bible verses for dealing with uh, different things. And so got a box of them. So anybody that'd like to have one of these, uh, feel free uh, feel free to take one. We have them, have them here. I'm sure there's enough uh, for everybody right there. So excuses people give uh, for not believing the gospel. A good a good lesson here. So we want to talk about that. So let me uh, start with this about soul winners. Soul winners often hear excuses for not believing the gospel from those they're trying to win to Christ. It is common for the lost to experience difficulties in believing. Of course, uh, their excuses may be, may be uh, frivolous and indicating no real conviction or desire to trust Christ. Of course, you always have those people that, you know, just try to take up your time. But, or they might be heartfelt, indicating uh, maybe just a lack of understanding or faith in God's Word. Sometimes there are people out there seeking. You know, I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, I got saved in Germany, but before I went to Germany, I was stationed at Fort Hood right before I went there. And I, I knew there that God is dealing with my heart. And I've mentioned before that, you know, one day I went and found a chaplain. And I said to that chaplain, hey, can you imagine somebody coming and saying this to you? I'll never forget what I said to him. I said, I said, listen, the reason I'm here is I believe God's told me that I've lived my life the way I want to live it long enough. And he wants me to start living for him. What do I do? Can you imagine? I, I said that uh, to a chaplain. I said, I, I believe God's dealing with me that I've lived my life the way I want to live. He, he wants me to start living with him. Can you please tell me what to do so I can start uh, living for him? And he, uh, he said, welcome to chapel. He didn't know what to tell me, so I went a few times and uh, didn't go back. But thank God that, you know, though I just sort of uh, forgot about it. God didn't forget about it. And so when I got to the other side of the big pond there, uh, he had somebody waiting for me. But I'm glad, you know, God uh, uh, kept me alive so I could, I could get there. But, uh, you know, uh, I knew God's deal with me, but nobody really helped me. So, you know, I just sort of uh, kept going on with life at, at the time. So there are people out there that, you know, are seeking. So it's vital to clear away any roadblocks that would prevent them from coming to Christ. But before attempting to give a scriptural answer, right, the soul winner should make certain that one being dealt with fully understands his or her absolute need of Christ and wants to be saved. Otherwise, answering their excuses will be uh, an exercise in futility, right? We want to be sincere with people. But again, you know, if people aren't serious, they just, you know, sort of wind it down, you know, give them a try, say, hey, listen, here's my number or whatever. Uh, you want to talk about this anymore? <laughs> uh, get with me. And you never know, people, people call you. I remember one time when I was uh, at Bible Baptist there, uh, they were having an event there, and somehow uh, some guy that showed up there uh, started <laughs> arguing with um, uh, Pastor Cole. 
And, you know, so uh, I just graciously uh, stepped in for Pastor Cole so he'd go take care of what he had to take care of. And, you know, this guy, he said, uh, you know, he was, he was, you know, smarter than me, but it's not like that's an accomplishment, you know, you know, like you've really attained something because you're smarter than me. But uh, he, he, he said, you know, he said, oh, can you scientifically prove to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's a God? And I said, sir, that's not the question. Can you scientifically prove to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're not a sinner on your way to hell? I said, that's the question. You know, I said, well, you answer that question. And uh, and I gave you my I said, here's my number. I said, you ever want to get serious about it? I said, you give me a call. Don't worry about what man, what time it is. You call me. I'll show up. And would you believe he called me at 11 o'clock that night? And we met downtown and talked to like one or two in the morning. Now, he didn't get saved that night. But hey, I told him, I said, you call me. Doesn't matter where you are or where at, I'll show up. And so I kept my word and met him downtown. <laughs> we talked for uh, a couple <laughs> a couple hours. You know, be gracious, but you know, not that you always talk to people like that, but don't be afraid to be bold if, if that's the way it seems like it comes better across to them. So uh, below, so we want to look at some common excuses with appropriate scripture, which will help a lost soul to hopefully overcome any fears or perceived difficulties. And so uh, you, you can write some of these down. It's good to have a list of them, maybe in the back of your Bible or maybe have a paper, paper there or on your phone or to have uh, something like this. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to have a, a copy of this lesson. So here's, here's one excuse, right? I'm too great a sinner. I will not be accepted. I'm just too great of a sinner. God would never accept me. Anybody here ever heard that one? Right, right. Some of you. Okay, before I, I look at some verses here, does anybody have a verse maybe that they go to? Uh, yes, David. Right, right. Christ died for the ungodly. Right, right. Uh, right, Christ died for the ungodly. Hey, you know, you're just the type of guy that Christ, type of person that Christ died for. Can't say guy anymore. That's not politically correct. Just joking. Right. <laughs> You're just the type of person that Christ died for. That's right. Let, uh, let, let him know that. Somebody else have a, a thought or a verse. Yes, Priscilla. Right. Right. One of my favorite verses. Right. Romans 5, 8. Anybody else? Real quick. Pardon me? Romans, Romans uh, uh, 3, 23. All right. All right, let me give you a couple more verses. First uh, Timothy 1.15, First Timothy 1.15 says this. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. I love that, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Listen, he came for you. It doesn't matter what they say. Listen, he came for you. Of course, Paul says, of whom I am chief. Isaiah 1.18, what a wonderful verse this is. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. You know, hey, it's like the Lord saying, you know, hey, let's get together and talk about this. You know, hey, I'd like, hey, I'd like to, I, Lord saying, hey, I'd like to invite you over to my house, amen, <laughs> the house of God. I'd like to invite you over to my house and let's discuss this. Let's reason this out, though your sins be as scarlet. Now, here's why I love this verse. Matter of fact, turn over to that verse. I know I've mentioned this, but I just think this is great. Uh, Isaiah 118, sword drill, cool, right? Though your sins be as scarlet, right? Let me give you a minute to get there. We'll look, let's say this verse together or, or look at it together. Isaiah 118, look at this, come now. So, hey, he tells you when to come. Let us reason together. The Lord's willing to take the time to discuss this with you. Say it to the Lord. 
Though your sins be as scarlet, what's the next word? They shall be as white as snow. What's going to be white as snow? Your sins. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That's just amazing to me. Your Your sins shall be white as snow. Your sins shall be as wool. Right? Now, of course, you're whiter than snow, according to Psalms, but your sins, hey, you ought to look better than sin, amen? You ought to look better than sin. I won't go there. But anyways, what a great verse that is, Isaiah 118. So they, God deals with they with them, right? Matthew 9, 12. But when Jesus heard that, he said, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. Say, hey, listen, you have a sin sick soul, amen? The great physician is looking for somebody like you, right? Uh, Luke 19, 10. I'm sure somebody here knows Luke 19.10. Raise your hand. You can quote Luke 19.10 for the Son of Man. Because come to seek and to save that which is lost. Romans, uh, I mean, sorry, Psalm 32.5. Psalm 32.5, here's a good verse. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Look at this. Thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. That's a good verse, right? Remember what does Selah mean? Hey, pause. Stop and think about that. That'd be a good verse to use in soul when I say, listen, what happened to a sin? It was forgiven. Now see this word, sir? It says, see, that means stop and think about that. Stop and think about that for a minute, sir, ma'am, that God wants to take away your sin. That's worth uh, pausing in life for a moment to think about. Good thought there. Ezekiel 33, 11 says this, Say to them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Listen, if you die in your sin, you'll go to hell. But you know what? That doesn't make God happy. God doesn't rejoice that you might die in your sin and go to hell. It says this, but that this is what God rejoices in, but that the wicked would turn from his way and live. You see, there's no reason for you to die in your sin and go to hell. You can turn and you can live, right? Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, it says, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? Or why will you die, sir, when there's absolutely no reason for you to die in your sin and go to hell? Some, some good thoughts. If someone says, I'm too great a sinner. I'm too great a sinner. Well, the next uh, excuse, and I've heard, peop- I've heard people say this, takes it even a step further. I have committed the unpardonable sin. I've committed the unpardonable sin. Anybody ever heard that one? I have heard it not very often, maybe a time or two. I've committed the impartial sin. Well, of course, most people don't even know what it is. And most uh, uh, believers don't know uh, what it is. But let's give some verses, talk about that. Many, uh, uh, th- this sin is mentioned in Matthew 12, 31. We'll look at that. And of course, is the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Matthew 12, 31 says this. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Verse 32, And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. 
Now, what's the context of Jesus saying this? Well, they had made an accusation against him in verse 24 of Matthew 12, right? They, they, they'd make it an accusation. What was that accusation? In Matthew 12, 24, they made an accusation against Jesus Christ, which says this. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow, talking about Jesus, doth cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. So they'd made a, a, set of, a slanderous thing against the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, well, you, you might get away with that, but there's something you won't uh, get away with. So need to point out that this sin is to ascribe the work of the Spirit of God to Satan and ask if, uh, did you, do you know where you've seriously done that? When and how? Ask him about that. But explain really the, the, really the only sin that uh, God cannot forgive is uh, man's willful rejection of Jesus Christ, of salvation itself, to reject Christ, right? Because, I mean, uh, that's, that's, that's the worst thing. And, of course, if you never do that, then there's no way to be forgiven. John 3, 36 says this, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but what the wrath of God abideth on him. Now, it's true God loves you. It's true God loves you, but think about this. God loves you, but also at the same time, because you're still in your sin, the wrath of God is hanging over your head, and at any moment, <laughs> it could drop. At any moment, that judgment could drop, and you could die in your sin. Uh, and so uh, they need to realize that. I like this verse, John six thirty seven. probably one of the first verses I memorized after I got saved. Anybody know John six thirty seven? Let's see if I can say it without looking. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that he that cometh to me I shall no wise cast out. Did I get it right? I was close. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. Boy, what a wonderful verse that is for eternal security. And then uh, Hebrews 7.25 is a good verse to give people. Wherefore, he is able and willing also to save them to the uttermost, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Listen, you right now, you're a sinner to the uttermost, right? You're, 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 you're as lost in sin as you can possibly be, but God wants to save you to the uttermost, to the farthest point that you can possibly. He wants to take you from one extreme to the other. God's an extremist, right? God's an extremist. He'll take you from one extreme, being as lost as you can be, to the other extreme of being as saved as you can be. So when they make that, they probably don't even uh, uh, understand what they're saying there. But there's some good verses to explain to them in Matthew 12, verses 31, 32, and then Matthew 12, 24, giving them a context uh, for what it's talking about uh, when it mentions the unpardonable sin, but letting them know, really, the sin you need to be concerned about, the greatest, is never accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, because that's the one that guarantees a person to die in their sin and go to hell. So any, any thoughts about those two? Anybody uh, uh, got something to share or verses to share about those two thoughts right there? Hmm? All right, all right. Here's, a, here's another big one. I must become better before I can be a Christian, right? You've heard, you've heard that one, right? But a lot of people think it. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just working on a few things, 
you know, and maybe if I can get those straightened out, then I, then I know that I'm heading in the right direction, <laughs> right? Uh, really, you might straighten some things out, but really you're, you haven't made one step in the right uh, direction, you know, maybe some things that'll help you in life. Many lost people believe they must give up some bad habit or quit some sin before they can be saved. So it's important to show them that they can never clean up their lives sufficiently to please God. Hey, I'm glad you gave up that sin. Hey, I'm glad you don't do that anymore. Hey, I, I, I rejoice with you that you've made that decision. So in, in my eyes, hey, that's commendable. In my eyes, that's commendable. But what we need to be aware of is how is it in God's eyes? That's what matters. Not how it is in your eyes, not how it is in my eyes, but how is this in God's eyes? What does he think about that? Well, he, he's, he might be glad that you made that decision, but that hasn't got you one step closer to salvation. That hasn't got you one step closer to heaven or from hell. So people need to understand that, that they, 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 they can, they can never clean up their lives sufficiently to please God, but they can and must come to Christ as they are. That's the great thing. God meets you right where you're at. That's, the, that's how good of a God he is, right? Like the old song says, he came to me, amen? He came right where I was. He came to me. So I'll give you some uh, uh, verses uh, uh, that, that help out with that. Isaiah 64, 6 is a good verse. But we are all as an unclean thing, all. All means all, and that's all means, as an unclean thing. And all our righteousness, right? All our good works, all the things we've given up are what? as filthy rags. Well, if you understand the context of that verse, that's, that's some pretty bad stuff. And we all do fade as a leaf, and all our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away, have taken us away. What a, what a, what a, what a thought that is. So uh, we need to share that with them. And then we need to show them uh, maybe uh, the example, a good illustration, is about the publican and the sinner. Uh, the Lord said this in Luke 18, Luke 18, it says, And he spake this parable unto a certain uh, which trusted in themselves, right? Oh, look, I've given up this and I'm doing this, right? And that they were righteous and despised others. Man, they've done some pretty good things in their life. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. Right. One that thought he was doing everything right. And then one knew that he was doing everything wrong. Right. Then the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. And that's his problem. He prayed with him himself and really to himself because uh, his prayer probably didn't get very far. God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give uh, tithes of all that I uh, possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast. God be merciful unto me. Boy, it's that simple. People think they have to wax eloquent before they go before God. Hey, what Peter say when he was drowning, right? Lord, help. Can you imagine if he were trying to act uh, eloquent before God pulled him up? Oh, thou that's created the heavens. 
O thou that preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, blah, 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 blah. give it a drown, man. Just, Lord, help! Amen. That's enough to get the job done. Amen. That's enough to get the job done. Just cry. That's what you got to tell him. He goes, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't. Listen, your heart knows what to say. Well, you get somebody who's really, uh, really wants to, to get to God. Amen. Their heart will know what to say. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, but he that humble himself shall be exalted. That's the way God does. So listen, it's not about you trying to make yourself better. It's about realizing you can't, but there's someone that can and they're willing. What a wonderful thought that is. Anybody have a thought about that? Yes, Joseph. Right. Very good. Without me, you can do nothing. Brother Mark. Right. So, oh, I'm glad you gave that up. But, you know, if you stood before God, who are you going to be boasting about? What he did or what you did? So I see a hand over here. Yes, sorry. Amen. Even when, even when. Yes, Brother David. That's a good verse, right? To him that worketh not. Very good. Good, good, good verses. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. So that sort of takes care of that. I must become better before I can be a Christian. Next one. And this one, I cannot give up my sins. And a lot of people, they're just not ready to, to, ready to give things up. Why? Because uh, they need to get a good look at sin in the eyes of a holy God. In the eyes of a holy God. I cannot give up my sins. But show, listen, they must or they perish. They must or they perish. There's a price to pay for sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, see, listen, you're, you know, you're already, you're, 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 your body's dying. You're already spiritually dead. Say, say listen, you came to this world. Your, your spirit was dead. Your soul was lost. And then you had a body that was on its way to dying. But when you get saved, he gives life to the spirit. He saves your soul. And then one day he's going to give you a new body. See, he takes care. He takes care of the whole man. But as long as you're at sin, you'll pay that price, and that's death. Not just physical death, but the Bible talks about in Revelation, right? Being cast in the east of fire, this is the second death, spiritual, spiritual uh, death there. So Galatians 6, 7 says this, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that she also root. Listen, you're not going to live in this world the way you want to live and do things the one you, you want to do. And then, then all of a sudden, you're just going to show up before God and give him uh, some story. You know, I tell people this. when they say, oh, uh, Well, I'll save that thought for a, 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 another thought here. Romans 6, Romans 6, 7. Show them that Christ can set them free. Christ can set them free. That's why he, he came to help deliver you from your sin. John 8, 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Romans 6, 18, being then made free from sin. Right there it is. Free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Anybody, anybody else have another thought 
for there about uh, uh, cannot give up my sins or the need to give up sins. Yes, David. Right, understand he did it. He did it. All that was put on him. All that was put on him. All right. Next, uh, next, another one. Next uh, excuse. I'm afraid I shall fail. I cannot hold out. <laughs> I'm afraid I'll fail. Oh, man. Just, you know, uh, I, there's just no way I can live that life. I mean, I appreciate you stopping by, but there's just, oh, there's just no way I can do it. Hey, listen. I've been saved 35 years, and you know what I still say? Oh, there's just no way I can do it. Hey, man, that's right. You're, I say, you know what? You're absolutely right. You cannot do it. And that's a good thing. You don't have to. I'm afraid I shall fail. Yes, you will, but he won't. First Peter 1, 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation, ready to be revealed the last time, kept by the power of God. Somebody, I got a few verses here, but somebody else have a verse they use for that. I'm afraid I'll fail. Yes, Sister Pam. Right. Right. Philippians 14. I can do all things through, through, through him, through him. Yes, all right. Uh, good one. Good one. Somebody else. Good verses, good verses to have on, on hand. You know, and, it, and what's amazing is, you know, you, 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 you study these verses, you get these verses, how when you're talking to somebody, man, how the Lord just, you know, uh, brings things up. You know, if, if, if I walked to somebody and they said, quick, quote 10 verses, I'd be, but that, but then I might get talking to them and I might sit there and quote 20, 30, you know, just uh, that always uh, amazes me how the Lord just uh, does that and, and, and helps you out with that. Uh, Jude one twenty four. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What a great verse. Jude 24. 2 Timothy 1.12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I believed, and I persuade that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Second uh, uh, Peter two nine, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Great, great verses there. Uh, an, 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 another one, First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen, which we've talked about recently. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above your able, but will with the temptation also make an escape. There's that fire escape that you may be able. To bear it. So a lot of good verses to say, listen, listen, you don't have to rely. That's the great thing. You don't have to rely upon yourself. You don't have to uh, depend upon yourself. You, you turn everything over to him and you literally turn everything over to him. Amen. Not just your sin, but amen, even the Christian life, because the Christian life is not you living for the Lord. See, that's why people think that. People think the Christian life is you living for the Lord. But really, the Christian life is the Lord living through you. Right. It's him. It's the, it's him living through uh, that 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 new man. We use those terms about living for the Lord just to explain things. Right. But really, the Christian life is you get saved. God creates that new man in you, that new man created after righteousness and true holiness. Right. And then 
Why? Because he doesn't put, if you will, old wine in a new body. He didn't put the Holy Spirit in this old flesh to try and straighten it out. He put it in a new man, right? He put that new wine in a new bottle, which is that new man created after righteousness and true holiness. And so that, 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 that Holy Spirit lives, amen, Christ in you uh, through that, that new man that he, that he put in there. Not to get off on that, but hey, that's why it's, it's not about you. So I'm afraid I shall fail. Anybody else have any other thoughts on that or any other verses? Yes, Priscilla. Right. I'm glad you quoted that because that verse I had down here, but I skipped it. It's all right. So saved it for you. Saved it for you. Somebody else. Yes, Ari. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? Hath delivered us. <clears throat> Hath translated us, right? We're there. You see, the thing is, you think you got to do something to get somewhere, but the moment you're saved, you're there. Amen. You're already there. You're so far ahead in this thing, you're trying to catch up to yourself. Does somebody else have their hand raised? All right. Good, good thoughts. Good thoughts. I'm afraid I shall fail. And then this uh, goes right along with it, right? I cannot live uh, the Christian life. Many see the Christian life, again, as being too hard, being too hard. It goes right along with that. Matthew 11, 30, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 1 John 5, 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not <coughs> grievous. 1 Peter 1, 8, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom that ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable <coughs> and uh, full, of, full of glory. So anybody else have some verses about the Christian life? And let me, yes. All things become new. Amen. He takes all that uh, other stuff out of, out of, out of the way. Out of the way. Let's see. All right. Next, next excuse. I will have to give up too much. <laughs> all right. I have to give. Listen. Uh, does anybody regret anything they had to give up after they got saved? Anybody? Uh, you know, man. I, oh man, I wish I just could have kept that one thing. I wish I could have kept doing that one thing. I wish I could have kept. No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. I'm not looking back. I don't, no, no, nothing, nothing I regret, nothing I miss from the old life. I have to give up too much. Some people fear they will have to give up their lifestyle, their job. Well, show them what the Bible says. Mark 8, 36, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Somebody else have another verse about I'll have to give up too much. Let me give you a couple more. 1 John 2, 17. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Of course, Matthew 6, 33. I know somebody can quote that verse. Matthew 6, 33. Priscilla. All these things shall be added unto you. Of course, you can't beat Philippians 3, 7. Who knows that one? Philippians. It says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Boy, those things that seem so important to you right now, and boy, that you're trying to get to, boy, when you really, 
uh, you know, I mean, I had some a- ambitions. I mean, I was going to either go to the Olympics or the, or the t- Tour de France. At least I was in my mind. Amen. Uh, but hey, that never even, never even, a, never even a thought, never even a thought once I got saved. Nothing else mattered, man. I got saved, man. Nothing else mattered, man. I just wanted to be sold out to God uh, when I got saved. Another, another one. I will lose my friends and family. How many have heard that one? Oh, man, my friends. My friends. Yeah, well, look where you're at in life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where, where, where have your friends uh, gotten you this far? Proverbs thirteen twenty says this, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Amen? Listen. Uh, this is this is a God's got some wise men that He wants to walk you to walk with right here uh, in this book that will help you out. First John one three that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. Uh, let me tell you there's some there's some people that God has Amen. God wants to fellowship with you. God wants to be your friend. God uh, wants to be your family. And really, right, we know that you don't have to leave your friends when you get saved, right? <laughs> did, anybody, did anybody leave their friends when they got saved? Oh, no, but how many people had their friends leave them <laughs> uh, when they get saved? I mean, if you get serious and they see a, a big transformation, you know, all of a sudden the phone's not ringing as much, people aren't stopping uh, by as much unless they get stirred and said, hey, you know, hey, maybe I need what they got. But if they still want the world, then uh, uh, they won't. Uh, uh, have that uh, desire to hang around as much. Uh, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2 says this, What Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Right? Your, 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 your desires and the type of people you want to fellowship with are going to change. And don't worry, amen, when people forsake you, when my father, my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Psalms 27, uh, uh, 10. And then God gives this uh, 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 good verses in Proverbs 1. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Proverbs 21. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. Boy, God will change that heart. And he'll give you some new friends. Listen, I'm so thankful for the gut people, again, that God has brought into my life, for the Christian family, for my Christian uh, uh, friends. So much, so much uh, uh, to be, so much to be thankful for uh, uh, what the Lord has done. All right. Anybody have any thoughts or questions about these things so far? Uh, well, We'll, we'll, we'll do one more, and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish up here for tonight. I will be persecuted. I will be persecuted. Fear of what others may say or do. Ridicule is often a stumbling block. Use the following scriptures to show the eternal cost of this kind of fear. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Uh, Matthew 5, 11 and 12. 
Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. <clears throat> and a lot of times you'll see if you're around these people a long time, that some of the times the people that, that, that are persecute you and are, uh, because a lot of times the reason that people persecute you a little bit harder is because they're the ones under the most conviction. A lot of times they'll be the first ones uh, uh, to end up getting saved. They'll be, the, they'll be the first ones to end up uh, 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 finding a place. You know, I think about when I was in the military, when we were all in a group and everybody was together, you know, they in, in a group, the guys would say stuff and guys would do stuff. But then uh, when, when, when some of those guys could get me off by myself, they'd come up, you know, when they didn't think anybody else was looking, you know, sort of uh, uh, like Nicodemus in the night, they would come and, uh, hey, Sergeant Stewart, can I ask you a couple questions? Oh, hey, Sergeant Stewart, I was wondering about this, about that. What's the Bible say about this and that? You know, and then when they get in front of people again, they do stuff. But, you know, I never said anything. I just like, OK, uh, just keep uh, just keep, keep praying for them. Acts, uh, Acts 541, this and they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Isn't that amazing? Here you'd fear that people would persecute you. But man, when you get saved and you're serving the Lord, and uh, not that uh, you want people to do those things, but man, you just like, uh, they're just uh, a, a joy and a peace that, hey, listen, uh, I got to be, uh, I must be being an effective witness for the Lord if uh, people are that upset about, if the devil's that upset about uh, what I'm doing, I must be doing something, must be doing something right. We'll finish with these verses. 2 Timothy 3, 11 and 12 say this. Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall uh, uh, suffer persecution. Uh, listen, and that's the key. It doesn't say all believers will suffer persecution. It says all that live godly uh, or try to live it. Again, hey, but listen, I, I don't try to give any false whatever. When I witness me, I'll say, listen, the Christian life is not an easy life. If you think it is, then you've never tried to live it. The Christian life is not an easy life. But again, it's the best life. It's the best life. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't trade one thing uh, that uh, uh, God has done in, in, in all, all these years. We sing that song, it will be worth it all. But you know what? We can say today, right? March 20th, uh, isn't that the date? Right, March 20th, 2022, it is worth it all, amen, uh, uh, to be saved and to be a witness for uh, the Lord. So, you know, take all, take all these uh, verses, amen, put them in your ammo pouch, and so when you're witnessing, right, uh, right, you can load the, the, the gospel uh, uh, gun, if you will, and uh, use them to just, you know, keep firing away uh, the excuses that people make. And even if they don't get saved then, the Lord can use them to work in their hearts as they go home, as they're sleeping. That's why it's important to, to pray for the Lord. That, that I talked to John today as he lays his head down tonight. Take the word of God that was given to him and work on his heart and let him ask himself, what, what, for what reason would I reject the Lord Jesus Christ and stay in my sin and have the possibility of dying and uh, going, going to hell? Because, listen, when, you, when you're, you're putting spiritual dynamite in their heart, that's the way I look at it. You know, the, the, the gospel is a dynamite of God. To me, it's like spiritually boring a hole in their heart and filling it with spiritual uh, a dynamite. 
and you're just waiting for the fire of faith to light it, and boom, it goes off in their heart, and they finally know the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's pray.